This is Rocky Asuka Romero, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this this is the B Show. I'm your host Corey Smith in the Diamond Studio with uh, with my co-host. You're, you're here, right? My uh, Corey, I'm trying to no, I'm trying I'm to make Corey. my words count. So I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say that I'm Michael Vergara, and this is the B Show. I'm your co-host. You're, I'm, you're getting through it. You're yeah, you're powering through this I'm, cold, and I'm battling a sore throat, and uh, it's not going over, brother. It's uh, as it kind of is as, as one Conrad Thompson would say. Uh, yeah, this this did not go over. Can you can you can we tell us why this didn't work, Eric? Is have you been listening to a lot more Conrad Thompson podcasts ever since eighty? Well, I've been listening to a lot of eighty three weeks, um, for a while now. I think you know. I just Eric Eric Bischoff's one of those guys. He's um he kind of sucks as a person. He kind of he's kind of a sad individual, but honestly. he's super interesting to listen to. I like, mean, he just comes from a di- very, very unique perspective of it all, and granted, it's his perspective, yeah. and that might sway, you know, and again, wrestling is politics, and so when it, when there comes politics, there comes the certain type of person's politics, i.e. Eric Bischoff and his going to North zany Korea. mind. Well, North Korea. North Korea one was pretty interesting. Yeah, the, the, the Ric Flair, Antonio Noki one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know... Wrestling show and tell. No, no, no. There's a Wait, there's a there's an apt comparison from like doing a show in North Korea and doing a show in Saudi Arabia. Like you don't oh, think you yeah, don't really, yeah, like yeah. you don't really see WCW getting or in New Japan getting much flack at that time, mostly because I guess the atrocities inflicted by Saudi Arabia are a lot less public, a lot yeah. more public yeah. than North Korea. Definitely. But Ex- then, Especially at this day and age down. of everybody, you know, yeah. the internet and everything, everyone but knows then what's you going know on. what's going down in North uh, Korea. I think my favorite story was, uh, was it Scott Norton getting surrounded by the, the North, like he got taken into a prison because he said, this country sucks while on a wife with his, uh, like on the phone with his wife. Oh boy. And yeah, they, no, they monitor everything there. Well, yeah, he quickly found out. He thought, apparently he said he thought he was going to die. I mean, yeah. Yeah. North Korea. Yeah. But anyways, guys, uh, if you want to listen it's to more, a great of our, start of the B show, but. more of our rants and raves about other great podcasts, listen to all of our other shows. The Raw Review, really making my words count here. The Raw Review, Smack It, our SmackDown Live recap and review show, our pay per view. We just put up me and Jose Oseguera just did um, uh, Money in the Bank uh, pre show. I can't call it an addiction or or whatever we were calling it because you because Facebook will demonetize you. Yes. I mean, we don't make any money, but they'll just like tag you in. Uh, Hey, don't do that. They're like, hey, I can't post that. Yeah, because it's apparently hate speech or sensitive or whatever. All right. Uh, but money in the bank. Tony uh, Nice. Look, hold on. Check us all out at soundcloud.com slash city wrestling radio. Or if you want to listen to Michael's uh, picks. Uh, Tony Nice. Uh, who else is in that? Okay, the matches I care about. Uh, money in the bank men's. The pre-show probably. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Usos are winning. Fucking Brian's on the pre-show. That's See? And you wonder why I'm not interested in the build-up to this thing. Well, he's going to debut the uh, the new tag titles, I feel like. On the pre-show. Some, yeah. On the pre-show. Um, let's see. Men's Money in the Bank. I'm going with Andrade. Okay. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. I'm going Becky Lynch. I'm going to see her running the... T- uh, she's run- She runs the table. Yeah, she's either uh, Becky no- Two Belts or Becky No Belts. Uh, but then no cash-in. No, yeah, no cash-in. No cash-in. Or Rollins versus AJ. I'm going to go with... You know what? I want AJ to win. But. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna say AJ because I feel like that. I feel like it's just sort of a shot in the arm 
of the more or less the the division they want unpredictability out of their programs right and so i think you can make an argument for aj styles winning that so i'm gonna say aj because i want i want it to be aj yeah okay men's money in the bank i said it on draw day women's money in the bank we, uh, we 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 made some wild picks on our. On I mean, our was side. Nikki Cross like ever? I mean, did you did you? Who guys? did who did, I pick? Sasha Banks to be a secret. Oh man, I don't think so. no. I think she's no. going to show up, but uh, I'm going to say Mandy Rose. Uh, yeah, I think it really comes down to Bailey or Mandy Rose. Honestly, yeah. if like there's nobody else that shows up, Bailey or Mandy Rose. I'm going to say Mandy Rose because Corey Graves needs to lose his voice. Um, and then is that all the matches we care that's of note? I'm sure there's some others. and Oh, Roman Reigns, Elias. Roman Reigns, two minutes. Cage match. Miz, uh, Shane. Uh, they both Miz, win. Miz has to win this one at this point. Or they both fall out the exact same time on each side. And then what? Continue it even further? Father's Day? The Oh, the main event. Wait, no, no, the, no, no, the, no, 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 no. When, Father's Day is on a Sunday. It's always on a Sunday, right? Yeah, but it's not on. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, What else is there? Uh, I I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay, Let's that's see. it. Nah, you know, okay. you don't have to. That's all. Our, should be. It should actually should be a good pay per view. I'm. I, I don't. Alexa on Bliss, paper, though. it's it's just it doesn't seem to be no on paper. It actually seems like a good pay per view, but then they have just done the utmost laziest, most safest, boring way. I like the Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. um, uh, the. The interview he did with Kathy Kelly that I caught up with, where they he used uh, the interviews. Hey, I mean, no, no, no. The um, oh, the old footage, the of, old footage uh, from the from NWA him. show. Yeah, like the NWA house show, wherever yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, fun fact about that: uh, AJ Styles, um, AJ Styles, uh, paid for Seth Rollins' meal the night of of that event, and oh. then Seth Rollins was about to pay him back, and AJ Styles was like, "No, no, no, just pay it forward." I got, I got that TNA money right yeah, now. Yeah, TNA money. You know, Jeff Jarrett money. is actually paying for your meal. Just pay it forward. Go with Christ, bro. Go with Christ, and don't don't promote toxic masculinity. I, I actually do. Actually, actually, do. go ahead and promote it. It's fine. <laughs> it's 2003 AJ. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah young aj but yeah um yeah it was really good i i i thought it was funny how the other way around though when they showed like the like they were like because that was like they're like seth rollins faced aj styles but then they were like aj styles started in wcw and then you know he came to wwe later in the, in I the mean, next video like, package they'll bring up his new japan he's former iwgp right but this in the this video package it was all just just a clip two clips from like one from thunder one from nitro i mean they don't under, they don't own it so no, I know. No, they so. can't, but they can easily use it. They can easily use it. They've like, done they've it before. They've used Ring of Honor footage for Roderick Strong a whole bunch. Yeah. But anyway. it's it's Vince. You said something about Alexa Bliss. Should uh, we just get into news at this point? Yeah, but whenever there's breaking news, guys, don't forget to like or um, blah, 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 at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe now. Buy a t-shirt, too. BrownButterWrestling.com yeah. slash CWR.html. Size exactly that. breaking news, though. Was it this did it, was this, this morning that they that was formally announced? It was yesterday that it was yesterday. Alexa Bliss is not medically cleared, and apparently it's a concussion issue, which is very bad. Which is very bad because she's had a lot of issues with concussions yeah. in the past. And I mean, best of luck to Alexa Bliss. I can, you know what? I it's it I, might be time to hang up the boots for it's, her. It's it's been, it's beginning to be a lot more dicey for her, and right. which is unfortunate because. But also, she 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 should consider herself not lucky, but then uh, blessed. That she has the 
She has the yeah, skills I was, was going to make the pun, but what, I was the like, blue, yeah. yeah, the bliss. Blist, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, um, she has other avenues. So let's say she 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 has more to offer with the company. Clearly, I mean, they, well, those say what you will about those moment of bliss segments, which are terrible, actually. Right. But she does have a skill in taking the page route. In fact, she'll probably outpage Paige. I mean, she is she's she's enter she can be entertaining. She can be funny on the mic. And who knows who knows the extent of the injury? Um, she'll probably be back. She's not believable in any matches anymore, though. It's like once we've been brought to the level of like Becky and Ronda and Charlotte main eventing mm-hmm. WrestleMania, seeing Alexa Bliss in the ring, you're just like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, she's very small. Yeah, I make it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the. I'm somebody who's been watching the who has watched the May Young Classic and been recently thinking about it, like even the main roster women, kind of, and and this week's NXT, nah, not this week's NXT, but then just the in general the NXT roster, like, I mean the main roster women, they're great, but they're not, they're yeah. not, in, they're not that level, yeah, in terms of sure. And I got, I got work, some, I got some women's right. wrestling. For us to for us yeah. to watch next week. So, but uh, speaking of uh, on the on, on the, the other side of women, not the other side, but then like well, in other in, uh, in other women's wrestling news, rather news unfortunate too. news. Um, former WWE's uh, Diva Search winner Ashley Massaro, she was the second one, the second Diva Search winner, yeah. uh, passed away at the age of thirty nine. This is um, think re- about that for a second. Like the Diva Search was around thirty two. I don't want to two thousand and five. You know that's crazy too because like I'm thinking she's in my incredibly young. I'm, I'm in my head. I'm thinking like she's she's about seven years older than me. You know, so 2005 I was 18, so she was 25. Yeah, you know, 24, 25. Yeah, imagine um, entering the business at that age. Yeah, no. So I mean, so like, I mean, granted, that's not exactly young. Like, it's not exactly Rey Mysterio levels of young entering the business. Or even Paige, like Paige was, yeah, like, and Roderick Strong. Um, but it was reported yesterday by uh, both The Blast and TMZ um, that uh, yesterday afternoon that a rescue call from her home in Smithtown, New York at 5.23 a.m. Thursday morning, Masaro was then transported to a nearby hospital where she passed away later in the morning. According to reports, officials did not say what the cause of death was other than it was, quote-unquote, non-criminal. Masaro, who had a modeling work and won Miss Hawaiian Tropic USA in 2002, entered and won the 2005 Diva Search, uh, beating, was it Layla Milani? In the finals, uh, she first appeared on Raw, feuding with the likes of Candice Michelle, Tori Wilson, and Mickey James. Uh, she later moved to the SmackDown roster, where she managed a team of Paul London and Brian Kendrick. She also posed for Playboy in uh, two, 20, or, sorry, 2007. Um, after a brief stint back on Raw, Masaro was released from her contract in 2008. She had said that at a time that she requested a release due to her child being sick. Uh, Masaro later joined a lawsuit against WWE in 2016, claiming that she was sexually assaulted during an overseas tour and alleged that she did not get the proper care for her concussions um, that she had suffered in the WWE ring. Um, Man. Yeah. And she was also on the 15th season of Survivor, um, but was voted out second. Some people actually really... It was actually kind of surprising how many people actually know her more from Survivor than her WWE stint. Yeah, I think, you know... Survivor's a pretty big show. It's a very big show. I mean, help, helping the, out John, Johnny Impact's career. Yeah, I'm sure people more people are now like, oh, like, that wrestler... That I mean, was, you say that, but then Johnny Impact, like, he's... I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if people knew Johnny Impact more from the Full House episodes and the... Was he in Full House? I think he. I think he was in Fuller House. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and the Glow episodes. Oh yeah, no, definitely um, from the Glow episodes. But nobody's yeah. gonna point out Chavo Guerrero in the Glow episodes. No, no, I, people point out Alex Riley in the Glow episodes. 
Really? I, I, I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, no, it's unfortunate. Rest in peace, Ashley Massaro. Um, she is definitely of that era. Don't want to... No disrespect. Well, she's an era, I think, when I... St- I stopped watching wrestling for a little bit. I'll be quite honest. Like, oh was, yeah, two thousand five, two thousand seven, especially two thousand seven, two thousand five to two thousand ten. I was kind of like, well, I was in the thick of it in two thousand five. Like, I would like watch a little bit, like, and then but like speed through it and just like look online every couple yeah. of weeks. But um, you know, uh, nothing to take away to when I say she was particularly of that era because I think once the once the dust is settled, when you have your Candace Michelles and your um. Your Ashley Massaros, your Eve Torreses, to I think a later extent, oh, yeah, and your Mickey James, um, right? Those ladies, like you might have you, you would argue that they have they worked harder and really just held down the fort more than anybody else, and like people just remember them as you know the divas and all that stuff. Yeah, well, you know, also you know she didn't. I can't remember where I heard this. This might. What? But then, like, what I'm just what I think uh, my point would be is that there has been quite a sort of like a rena- I don't want to say renaissance but then just more like a nos- there's this nostalgia factor of like hey these are the people who really did hold us hold, held the division like held held down the fort for the division yeah yeah no definitely people and- are looking that back looking that era back with a lot more respect than my one might argue more than it's warranted because you know they those they only had like 2 minutes of time in a pay-per-view and mm-hmm. You know, I guess during the uh, 2016 class action lawsuit, she uh, went on to state that, you know, that she was just thrown into the ring without a lot of uh, training to be a, a proper superstar in the ring. Oh, yeah, no, Performance Center was non-existent. Like, that's that was also kind of a curse about the Diva search is because, like, what, you win the Diva search and what, you're gone for, like, six months in developmental? Like, mm-hmm. your your momentum would just be, like... Especially your, your momentum would like be extinguished if you do six months in developmental. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of it? I mean, there is there's a reason why they did these diva searches. <laughs> it was to get sex appeal on yeah. the TV screen. Yeah, she was I a mean, very look, good looking lady. Yeah, a person. Um, I mean, look at the first winner, Christy Hemi, and look what the theme song they gave her. To see the idiot walk. It, a walk, idiot walk. Yeah, by yeah, the yeah, hives. yeah. And I love that song too. But uh, I like their previous work a little more, but. I, I know what you mean. It was a completely degrading song for her to walk down. Even when I was a kid, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I used to it, think. Is she like, hey, hey, guys, like, can you? I mean, the, literally the first line, like, of that song, <laughs> I, I thought I thought the singer from The Hive said retarded <laughs> instead of. Um, it's actually started, mm-hmm. which, I mean, again, excuse me, excuse my language for saying retarded, but that's that's what I thought the word was, and I just growing up, my twelve year old self, like, oh, they're calling Christy Hemi retarded, and then yeah. she's walk idiot walk. It, it's you know, it's two thousand and four, two thousand four, two thousand four yeah. diva search as some as a fifth grader who actually actively voted on WWE.com, I think I voted for the other girl. To be honest, I don't with remember you. who the other person was. Exactly, I'll be quite honest. I think her name was Carmella. No, was it? Not. I mean, it I wasn't Carmella. Carmella was too young to be. Yeah, in, uh, that's what I said. Actually, but yeah, no. And then the, I remember, like, right after the diva search, the 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 results. I think Christy Hemi had a match with the runner up. Right. Yeah. Oh man, man, we should just do a show and tell of just the entire diva search run. Just like, just do a com- like a compilation of every single segment. Mostly just so I could just talk about the the um, this the diva segment. 
Oh. Christy Hemme, like they just they just straight up gave him a live mic, and then I think Christy Hemme gave. I think she told the, who would end up being the runner up that she was like a cum gutter slut. Uh. Yeah, no, hey, two thousand and four. Yeah. It was it was censored, but they let it air because it was air, it was live. Yeah, probably on the East Coast feed, and they so, censored um, it for the West Coast. You know, that's what Ashley Massaro had to you know deal with for the most part, and she's a well, even more apparently because of the sexual assault um, allegations yeah. while they it's were very unfortunate and. Very unfortunate. Yeah, there's she no is, official cause of death right now. You know, there's rumors, but you know, we won't go into that because she is survived by her 19 year old daughter. Jesus Christ, that's, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, you know, like rest I, in peace. I know what it's like. You know, I lost my my dad when I was about 20, and you know, it sucks. You know, but rest uh, condolences to the friends and family of Ashley Masaro. Um, also, in some more news today, uh, uh, Ric Flair he, he's he's alive. Ric Flair's alive right now, everyone, just so you know. He's not dead yet. He's not dead or brain dead, because that's what I think people were talking about yesterday on Offset Twitter. Offset was off his kilter when he heard about these false death claims. Yeah, so according to uh, Rick's wife's Instagram account, because that's, that's where you go for Beat that, account. Meltzer. Yeah. Um, Ric Flair's surgery has been postponed. He had a uh, surgery that was scheduled that, I guess, yesterday morning. <coughs> Um, everyone thought he was being rushed to the hospital, like as an emergency. That's what TMZ reported, like a very serious emergency. A lot he, of people thought, like, yeah, no, this is the one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I was going through this, <laughs> going through the emotional cycles as well. Like, damn, is this this is really going to be that day? Is it? But and uh, so then I guess they have to do more sur- or a different surgery on Monday to I guess get around these complications due to his last surgery. So it was the last surgery involving the fe- his the heart the heart condition that was uh, that plagued the flare that plagued flare I'm just gonna read plagued what, flare flare plagued wait flare plagued plagued flare read it okay while the details on the surgery are not specific haha see I didn't even know because there are no details um, the specific complications are under uh, wraps Atlanta Foxes fives Will Nunley reported Thursday that a heart condition that has plagued flare for years. Um, is what is causing the problems. He had scheduled surgery, uh, which was planned for uh, yesterday in Atlanta, but, you know, they has to really go back in and deal with the complications from the last one. So best of luck to Ric Flair. Hopefully he can um, he can make it through this. Uh, Wendy Barlow, Flair's wife, posted uh, the following on Friday. She says, Ric's surgery has been postponed until Monday to address some complications that needed to be taken care of first. Thank you for all the well wishes. Well, no problem, Wendy. We got you guys. You know, it's Ric Flair. We got to be there for him. So best of luck, like I said, to Rick and his recovery. And I think... Um, uh, did you read that Bleacher Report uh, article about AEW? No. They go real comprehensive, which granted, it's Bleacher Report, so they're owned by Turner. I think they're won't, they're owned by Warner Media, which you right. know, has a deal with... A, mm-hmm. Has a TV deal with AEW, which was, you know, inarguably the story of the week. And that's why AEW is going to be on, like, streaming Double or Nothing on Bleacher Report Live. For $50, by and, the way. And, you know, a lot of people are worried about that because, you know, the last time I think there was a big problem with it was that Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods golfing tournament match thingy. Yeah. And, and like, nobody paid. could watch it. Well, it was it had problems at first, and everyone had to be uh, issued refunds, but everyone was still able to watch it for free because... Like they had, because half of it was messed up, so so it was on demand. Yeah, right? pretty much. And I think that's probably going to be their quote unquote make good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, if uh, I 
from what I hear, Bleach uh, from I mean, you as you just said earlier, the t- the the Woods Mickelson match. Uh, not many people got to watch it. Bleacher, mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but negative reception about the reception right, right. of Bleacher Report. Um, BR states. Live. They need better buffering. Yeah, and so it just makes you think, they like, just makes you think where you might have to go through alternative means, That by which I mean cable, which, oh, yeah. looking at the, my, the Xfinity listings on my end. Is it listed? I think it's at, I think it's listed at 60. Ooh. HD 60. But then, you know, you have you have the luxury of no buffering and uh, you know, you're a laugh pal. Um, yeah. but then they uh there was this in this Bleacher Report uh, article, they were interviewing Matt and Nick Jackson and I'm just going to pull this very choice quote. The Jackson too. Yeah, they were just pretty much talking about their value in New Japan and ROH when they were on the negotiation deals. Right. And uh think this is matt saying this and i quote you know what's oh, it keeps on scrolling up uh-oh, uh-oh. you know what's sad new japan what? and roh could have easily come together and offered us the contracts they wanted but they just didn't do it new japan never saw the value in, in matt and i oh, okay so this is nick uh they never paid us good we would have we would have had to work with new japan for another two decades to get to even get close to retiring and the style they demand is backbreaking ring of honor paid us a lot better from new japan we could have probably retired there but we would have we would have had to work probably another decade with them. We pitched it both to them. Why don't you guys... Oh, man, sorry. This. Forgive me for a second. This article is just really... just. It's not working with Matt's me. Matt's just speaking out loud, isn't yeah. he? You're just thinking out loud. No. Uh, why don't you guys get us a dual contract? And they just didn't get it done. We, we would have easily stayed, and there would have never been an all-elite wrestling if they would have met what we wanted, but it didn't get done. Now, how about that? Wow. Had New Japan and ROH just found and figured an agreement with the Young Bucks... We wouldn't be talking about all this uh, kerfuffle that is AEW. I wouldn't say kerfuffle. I would say a rather exciting startup uh, Entrepreneur, uh, you know, yeah. ship. Yeah, much like SpongeBob and Patrick selling chocolate bars. Uh, Matt and Nick Jackson are selling us Oh, uh, Nick, what wrestling. do you want to do? Uh, you know, bye. Nope, nope. You are just... You are just uh, Laughing away that, all the fans. You're just right letting there. the millennials just drown in there in your inability to make us proper SpongeBob reference. I'm just gonna let it, um, let it just sit there. The pickles rubbing against each other. They did that. Oh yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I had a friend one time. It was funny. I was at a burger place one time. My friend just was and he like, did it. No, my they were like my the girl was was with me. She was making a joke about it, and my friend was like, "What are you doing? You know, if you what are you doing? Pickles together." He's like, "What the fuck? What are you doing?" And he took the two pickles. I don't hear anything. It's it was a SpongeBob just, joke. It was funny. Uh, Bellator, they're interested in Jack Gallagher. Well, he's a former MMA fighter. Yep, and that's and so Bellator, uh, home of one Jack Jake Hager, known Ooh, as Jack Swagger. Mister Jack, hold the lock in for an extra three five seconds or whatever it was. I mean, the people they're give the. Have you seen the opponents they were get they give Jake Hager? No, they just like. Straight out of a gas station pit stop. Like, they got this one dude who's just like, I think he was 318 pounds when they saw him. And then he lost to about 200. He lost about, he went down to 265 just to fight Jake Hager. And somehow he still looked fat. That's who they're dealing with. Well, it's still 265. Yeah. I mean, unless you're extremely muscular at that point, you're going to look flabby. Yeah. You know, like even like Walter, how much does he weigh? You know what I mean? He still looks a little flabby himself. Yeah. 
Because it's not all muscle. Yeah, according to the Wrestling Observer, WWE 205 Live star, if you can call him that, Jack Gallagher has drawn the interest of Bellator for a future potential fight. The MMA promotion has worked previously with Bobby Lashley and his current stomping grounds for Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack Swagger, who recently improved to a 2-0 record. Reports state that no deal has been cut between the two companies at this time. Anyway, that's wow. just that's just scuttlebutt. That's just rumors nice. and innuendo. <laughs> Let's hear more about that. What do you got to say about that? Um, yeah, no, so that's good. Uh, I guess Jack Gallagher would be interesting to see him in MMA again. I mean, especially this whole 205 Live thing. I mean, I don't know. It's going to... It's going to end, right? Eventually, it has to end. I thought I heard they were kind of brokering a deal with 205 Live ending up in um, in uh, FS1. Mm. And so, I mean, that could that could be a thing. That could be a thing. Yeah. So uh, another piece of news, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling will be holding another pair of Lion Gate Project shows in Anaheim, California for the second straight year. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced the Lions Break Project 2 will take place in the Anaheim Convention Center Saturday, September 7th, and uh, Sunday, December, or sorry, Saturday, December 7th, and Sunday, December 8th. The shows are a part of Chikara Expo, or Shara Expo, I don't know what it's called, uh, USA 2019, and will be put on the uh, Bushi, be put on by Bushi Road. So, if you're in the Anaheim area, it'd be fun to see. I think last year they had David Finley versus... Uh, Kenny Omega, so you know you had some top stars or some up and coming stars. Fun stuff, fun stuff. Um, and I think that's about all we got for news today, right? I mean, as as far as I can stomach. Yeah. Shall we uh, go on to our NXT and NXT UK reviews? Yeah, sure. What's going on in NXT UK? Wow, they've been in Scotland for a couple weeks, so the crowd has been extra wild, and it's great. Okay. It's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, Piper Niven comes out and she starts out the show. Um, she's facing Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader is a jobber that we don't know, and I've never seen her before in my life. She's but hey, she's going to fight. the player haters ball? I hope so. Or just, you know, the, the hate just, I don't know. Yeah, player, that, that's better than what anything I could have thought of. Uh, Hader tried to get control early. We have a massive headbutt to Hader. Uh, cannonball, uh, followed by a Mishinoku driver, which apparently Taka Mishinoku gave her permission personally to use herself. Oh, yeah, no, it's a six-month process. Yeah, so she has been officially approved by Takamishinoku. Hopefully that makes her a part of uh, Suzuki-Goon. Does it? I don't know. No. Um, you're going to have to ask Tony Storm, who's under a three-month process of uh, doing whatever the hell Suzuki-Goon does. Remember, did you ever see that uh, Tony Storm entrance where she pretty much just does uh, a bit-by-bit Minoru Suzuki? No. Right down to the music, I think. I need to watch that. It's out there. It's out there. Uh, well, speaking of Tony Storm, she's backstage, and she doesn't like Nina Samuels because Nina Samuels is talking crap about her family last week. So they're starting a rivalry. They're going to have a match next week, uh, probably for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Um, then we have Sid Scala arriving to the arena. Um, his thoughts on Pete Dunne versus Walter, too, because that's going to happen next week. Pete Dunne versus Walter, too. And uh, in walks Cassius Ono. Uh, calling him Psycho Sid, uh, Squid Scala, you know, fun stuff. I kind of like Cassisono in the um, in the UK s- episodes because it actually gives him some life and gives the show some life, you know. I mean, we uh, we'll get there, but there was something else that gave Cassisono life. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you know later. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. So that was. I just. Uh, you know. He just adds a little bit of humor because I feel like sometimes NXT UK can be a little bland. 
because it's tell me about it. Yeah. I mean. But so Cash Sono, I like him. So he's a little mad that he wasn't invited to the NXT UK tournament uh, for the the number one contendership for the title um, because you know we're having qualifying matches the past couple of weeks. Um, Joe Coffey is one of the people already qualified for the Fatal Four Way number one contendership. I feel match. like you've been talking about qualifying matches every week. It's you know has it, it been how long has this been going there's on? There's a lot of championships in WWE. <sighs> it's actually two weeks. Two weeks it's been going on. This is the second week. Um, so he wants in on that tournament. Next week he'll get his answer. Then we have uh, one of two qualifying matches uh, tonight. Uh, Jordan Devlin versus Legero. Like I said, Joe Coffey already in the number one contendership fatal four-way. Devlin takes control early. Uh, sloppy destroyer to Devlin. Uh, Devlin slamming Legero into the ringside. Inverted backbreaker to Legero. Uh, Legero working a rib injury. Then Devlin focuses on striking the ribs because, you know, when you got an opponent down, you go for it. You just rip into it. Uh, Devlin then he hol- rips into his ribs. <laughs> yeah, he fucking just takes he a just eats it. It's like a zombie. Okay, cool. yeah. There was wow. A, there was a lot of blood. And Man, spilled all they're over really him. going. They're really going for it in NXT UK. Uh, Devlin holds his knees up for a splash from Legero. Then Legero counters uh, while he holds his feet up for a corkscrew moonsault off the top rope from Devlin. Uh, Legero bomb followed by a kick out. We have a springboard splash to Devlin followed by another kick out. And then Devlin hits the Devlin slide on Legero and the pin and the win. Jordan Devlin goes on to the fatal four-way match against uh, Joe Coffey and two other people to be number one contender for the NXT UK Championship. Um, after the match, though, Radsey tries to interview Devlin, but Devlin tells him off quickly. He tells him that he's no, he's uh, there doesn't need to be number one contendership matches because he is always the number one contender. And he said a good line I really liked that I wrote down. He says, it doesn't matter if you're a joker or a king because you're always going to fall short to the ace. Which is, you know, it's clever. It doesn't matter if you're a joker or a king. Oh, wait, no, he's Irish, right? He's Irish, yes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a Walter video package. I uh, I didn't know he spoke English that well because somebody told me he didn't speak English that well. But, man, this guy speaks fluent English. I was like, oh, it just threw me off because somebody told me differently. Um, I Rosetta Stone can do that for you. Yeah, and also or Duolingo. And you're you're like in high school, you're required to learn like multiple languages. At least to pass. a little bit of it. I don't know. Um, then we have Jack Stars versus the debuting Ilya Dragunov. I don't I don't get him, Ilya um, Dragunov. I mean, he he had quite the buzz in the Indies. I don't, like everything WWE ever signs now. I I I don't get it. He's just he's just some skinny. Not skinny. He's a he's a smaller individual. Um, he's very fit and very fast and has a lot of energy and he has red eyes. Um, what's there, what's there not to like then? He's just, it was all strikes. It was all striking. The entire round. I don't like, sh- just get technical. You don't like strikes in your wrestling match. I feel like not when it's just striking underappreciated. Really a good striker. His, you know, Hey, what? You don't like the undertaker. His, he's the best. He's the most pure striker in the his WWE. Finisher is a corkscrew European uppercut. That's kind of, that's kind of cool. <sighs> He beats uh, Jack Stars in this match. Uh, yeah, just a lot of strikes. And like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll turn my, um, turn my opinion around. Yeah, he's gonna do a half Nelson headlock, and you're just gonna be like, oh you're my, you're gonna God. drop trow over it. Yeah, just a Baron you know, pitch Cor- a tent, a Baron Corbin like twenty minute headlock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have Zaya Brookside versus Killer Kelly. This is a match that you know, it's a match happening. Man, Killer Kelly. Talk about somebody they should use more. Yeah, she's she's really good. I like Killer Kelly. Um, the two trade off headlocks to start the match. <laughs> Why this is your this is making you pitching a tent, Corey? And, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they they feel respect for each other, so they shake hands. And all of a sudden, Ginny's music hits. 
because, you know, it's Jeannie. She's coming down, and all of a sudden she points to the top, and we have the debuting. She's introducing her new her new bodyguard, I guess. The debuting Jazzy Gabbert. Jazzy Gabbert is on Jazzy NXT. Jazzy come on now. It's Jazzy Gabbert. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought wasn't she in May Young Classic? Yeah, and I think that's like that's how they pronounced her name. They're calling her Jazzy Gabbard on NXT UK. Okay, maybe it's an accent thing. Um, Well, she uh, she marches down to the ring, and at first, Killer Kelly and Zia Brookside says they can do this together. That's when uh, Killer Kelly leaves the ring, and yeah, um, Zia Brookside gets an inverted power slam, and Jenny and Jazzy Gabbard. Hopefully, maybe we'll get uh, against the Iconics or something. I don't know. Have the Iconics go to NXT UK once and actually put on a good match. Because, hell, there's a lot of wrestlers they need to do something with now. And then we have our main event time. Dave Mastiff, Dave Mastiff versus Wolfgang. Uh, the two uh, lock up beginning, beginning of the match. Back and forth between the two. We have a corner crossbody to Mastiff. Uh, Wolfgang misses uh, the howling senton off the top row. We have a corner German to Wolfgang. Cannonball and the pin and the win. Though after the match, Wolfgang and the rest of Gallus beat down on Mastiff. But Mastiff does go on to the Fatal 4-Way match. It's a qualifying match. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> fatal 4-Way for the NXT number one contendership. At least it leads to a Fatal 4-Way uh, a, 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 a instead of another semifinal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, instead of just a one-on-one match, it's a Fatal 4-Way. I like it. It so. makes you think, though. Like, they're obviously, this, uh, this NXT UK, they're obviously going for a very sports-centric, like, booking to it. Like, you say qualifying matches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it really makes you wonder... What exactly? Because you hear all this AEW. Just it br- it brings back to that whole AEW talk where they want a sports centric. They're very, you know, detail oriented when it comes to stats and like you know wins and losses mattering more. And then you have something like NXT UK and to a lesser extent 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like yet I ha- I gave I just it just garners zero interest to me. Maybe because. There's this perception of it being so low priority for a company as big as WWE, um, but what that's what and it makes it a lot more interesting of like you see like when you see like sports presentation, it's right there in the WWE, and it's just not exactly clicking with me. And I, there's a lot more they can do to make it more you know yeah, compelling. Absolutely. There's a lot to be done, and I think that's where. AEW needs to, you know, strike it with the knife with. Well, that's the thing, too, is that WWE right now feels like me last semester at school. And I, I everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say that. But it's like they're, they have too many things they're doing. You know what I mean? They're, they're stretching themselves too thin. Spinning plates. Yeah. They're just spinning plates and they're just having stuff that, for the sake of having stuff, not but not being able to focus. Like the hard work involved with NXT UK. Right. But they're not able to focus as much, at, you know, as they want to. Like if it was just NXT alone, they can, Triple H can focus solely on that. But now that he's expanding to NXT UK, he's being stretched thin between two different shows. But even NXT itself, like that isn't so much. That is still more or less of the entertainment side. And yet they still manage to make it work. Because yeah. it's a little more subdued, yeah. arguably. Yeah. I mean, granted, this week there was a bloody flip flop involved, <laughs> but it's um, the weirdest shit ever. But um, where did the blood? Yeah. Where did that blood come from? I mean, I guess we'll get he there. just. I yeah. We'll get there. And by getting there, we're getting here. NXT. The NXT. Oh. May fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. To start things off, Percy Watson. Peace out. Um, they. It was announced by Morrow that Percy Watson has decided to go to the next chapter in his life, oh, which yeah. he's actually going to Hollywood to pursue an acting career. Actually. Oh, good for him. 
Uh, and joining the booth now is one Beth Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Viking Raiders start the show. I'm going to stop making jokes about their names because whatever. Uh, they are obviously still NXT Tag Team Champions. One of them says they've raided Monday Night Raw and brutalized the tag division. Rose says they are far from raiding Raw, but still have the tag titles. They ask for Regal. Ra- uh, Raiders relinquish the titles, but then the Street Profits come in to a pretty good reaction. They say Street Profits can beat the Viking Raiders if, quote-unquote, if that's their real name. Well, they first, they yeah, they want to relinquish the titles, and they hand the titles over to Regal, which I thought was really weird because it's like all of a sudden they're just like, okay, fuck it, we're going to wrestle for the titles after this. Yeah, uh, They want a match, and so they get it later tonight. Um, so, yeah, uh, we get a recap of the tremendous Adam Cole-Matt Riddle match from last week. Um yeah, that was a good match, which ended with Roderick Strong inadvertently causing Cole to tap out. Uh, we get a backstage WWE.com exclusive uh, fight, not fight, but then like a argument. It, it, it was, it was, it was, it was quite much. an argument, full of beeps and bloops. Uh, Cole is sick. <laughs> it's like he to to like paraphrase. Cole is sick with this shit and calls Roddy a little bitch, which they don't. They don't necessarily uh, bleep out bitch. I mean, they of course they have to, you know. I think uh, they they are just you know for the sake of you know yeah just for the sake of effect yeah which hey, I, it, it was effective definitely um, Roddy then ripped off his armband and his shirt and threw it at the end of Speeded Era I know Ooh. He's, walking, he's going home with his shirt off <laughs> he's just walking home he said, come on uh, Marina let's go yeah. Uh, Kathy Kelly asks Adam Cole about the leadership of the Undisputed Era. Cole doesn't know where Roddy is and that the leader is always Adam Cole. We see... I'm not saying it. We see two dudes mysteriously run to a scene. um, And I just thought Aleister Black was just getting attacked again. (laughs) Um, But Roderick Strong just passes them through. uh, And he... You know, it was just for no reason. Uh, Strong thought about what's going on the past weeks and then whips out a bloody flip-flop. It, it, it was funny because it was like a flip-flop with like drops of like a red. It was strawberry jam. And says, the, and says the Matt Riddle problem is taken care of. So assuming mm. those two dudes are just running to 10-4 Matt Riddle. I think this calls for uh, a job. We need detectives Another six-month investigation. We need another investigation because I think there's some there's some flaws in the story here. And I think I think it, what if the what if the uh, the catch is it wasn't Roderick Strong, even though it was Matt Riddle says it was. Well, Roderick I think Strong. I think Adam Cole's being fooled, man. Mm. I think I think you think it's a swerve. I like, think so. okay, all right, okay. No, you got the strawberry jam. Okay, just put it all over this flip flop, bro. Like, all right, he's like, yeah. all right, man. No, I, and then Johnny Gargano's in it too because God knows he needs something. And then it's three on three. Yep. No, um, just no. I I honestly don't think so because honestly, Strong's name's on the t-shirts, and yeah, it's too much work. Yeah. They're selling it's t-shirts. Hard getting t-shirts printed. A whole new logo, too. They yeah. take the S out. Uh, get the S out. <laughs> this is, yeah. uh, Keith Lee versus Cesar Bononi. Keith I'm surprised Lee. he was back, Keith Lee. Yeah, he's fresh off uh, you know, injury. Mm-hmm. You know, he's rehabbing something. I forget. Uh, Keith Lee is getting all his chance in, pre- getting all his chance in pre-match. You know, bask in his glory, all that other stuff. Keith Lee does a shoulder block that Morrow calls the Twitter shoulder block. Oh. Thanks, Morrow. Uh, Lee does his strikes. Uh, Corey drops his phone. Uh, he pounces and does a spirit bomb. He wins. I guess this was just a reminder that Keith Lee is on the roster, which, you know, you need to. I like him. Yeah. Fine. And, uh, that, yeah, that was it. Kathy Kelly tells the viewer that Io Shirai will face Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship at NXT TakeOver. 25. So they, are, they are confirming that. Then the Forgotten Sons enter the scene, and they are pissed about Street Profits getting a tag title shot. And they go inside Regal's room to talk. 
which I just think about it, just guys like the Forgotten Sons, like, hey, Regal, we need to talk. It was just like a, it was weird because they just, oh, like, it seemed like they just entered the door just one by one, like a, like a line. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, fuck me. We get Kona Reeves facing Kushida. Kushida has new black tights and white boots. I guess that's okay. Uh, we get Kushida and his entrance, which week two of his entrance, uh, I'm still kind of into it. Yeah. The five four three two one thing, I guess. Did they just have that this week? Uh, or was they that, did that last time? They did that the week prior. People yeah. are just counting down with it now. Yeah. Um, I'm into those Johnny Cage shades. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Bailey airplane spin hold to Reeves mid match. We see Drew Gulak on the stage ramp, which made me really excited to see. I want to see. Just, no, over. it's just exciting to see Drew Gulak in NXT in general. Yeah. Uh, they build heat on Kushida with a snap suplex. Gulak continues to stare. Handspring, a back elbow from Kushida, hoverboard lock on Reeves, but Reeves powers out. Somersault planche off the top rope from Kushida. Does another hoverboard lock, which is basically a double wrist lock collar. Thanks, Mario. Well, it's like a, when he said a modified Kimura lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gulak continues to stare, and I must say, welcome to NXT, Drew. Yeah. Kushida wins, Reeves taps out, whatever. That'd be a really fun match, Kushida versus Drew Gulak. Oh, yeah, no. I wouldn't be so. Takeover. It's either going to be Takeover or the. Ooh, or the, pre- fuck, that's or the, really or the week after takeover where they just have those matches. Uh, which I don't even... I mean, no, that needs even, to be a takeover. Yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair gets Kathy Kelly to go to Regal's office. Like, Kathy Kelly, really, really busy in the show. Well, she it's funny because this segment, she was like played as like kind of looked like the dummy. Like She was like, wait, where am I... Okay, what's going on? Like, yeah. oh, what, uh, like Come here, come here. <laughs> uh, gets Kathy Kelly to go to Regal's office, but Mia Yim beats her to it, and Kathy just like walks away for a second. Uh, <laughs> Mia Yim asks Regal for a match against Belair. Um, Belair just doesn't like it, so she goes to Regal's office, um, and asks, uh, Kathy Kelly to come with her, but then Kathy, uh, but then Bianca, like, closes the door on her, and then Kelly has this dumb look on her face, just stares at the door like she forgot how to use it. Yeah, I like, <laughs> like that. It's, it's open. It was, funny. it was funny. I'm assuming it's open. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Kathy. Uh, we get Matt Riddle with one flip-flop being tended to with Johnny Gargano. Sans blood anywhere. No blood anywhere. Yeah, that's true. There's no, like, maybe, like... There was no blood anywhere. Maybe they maybe they stopped the bleeding and it's just a scar that you just can't see because... Under, yeah, it could be. They but stopped the bleeding. Why the... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he just steals... He just stole the flip-flop. <laughs> and, like, Matt Riddle just got hurt he by, fell. by a separate he, incident. He fell because he was one flip-flop. Yeah. He just walked oh, around. I slipped. There was a banana peel. Like, oh. <laughs> and jelly for some reason. Uh, he says... Uh, Who left this yeah, jelly here? Uh... I don't know who in. I think I don't know if it was Kathy Kelly again interviewing Johnny Gargano. I forget. Uh, yeah, let's Very just busy. Assume, yeah, let's just assume. He says he uh, Gargano says he's got a big target on his back and says Adam Cole is fighting Gargano for the championship one more time. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Who you got? Adam Cole. You got Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano's got to leave it's, eventually. Oh no. And go to the main oh. roster and get like sounding. He'll be like the Iron Man of. Uh, They'll like he'll come out like robot. I am Johnny Gargano. I think Johnny honestly, Raw with the with with giving Johnny the Smackdown. title with the giving the title to Gargano. That was more of a side of him staying, having a more extended stay within NXT because he remember he was a part of that four. Now Ciampa, he's not he's not main roster because you know because of surgery and like injury and all that stuff. But Black and Ricochet, like they were gone. There's there's they are embedded within that main roster and it's really kind of telling to see that Gargano was the one ending up with that title. Mm-hmm. Like because I could have easily gave it to somebody else. Right, right. The vacant. So I see Gargano winning and I see Adam Cole going up actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And undisputed era, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
Stop it, Corey. Uh, Vanessa Bourne versus uh, Jesse. Just Jesse. She was formerly known as Jesse Elaban, but they hey, might as well get that name change early. Just Jesse. She was the klutz geek girl in the Mae Young Classic who That's lost right. to Tainara Conchi. She was terrible. Um, not Tainara Conchi. Uh, Jesse. Jesse. Just Jesse. Yeah. Bourne kicks Jesse. Terrible looking forearms from Bourne in the corner. Phoenix then says on commentary that she asked Vanessa Bourne where she sees her future and that she says she sees her future full of fame, fortune, and men. Okay. Which, Good for her. Uh, you gotta have goals in life, right? Yeah. Nigel then oblige, obliges her thirstness, but Marl makes <laughs> a Tinder joke with the swipe left. I think she should swipe left. Oh. If you see Nigel's fucking face... <laughs> Fuck you, Nigel. You ugly sack of shit. He said it exactly like that. It was completely unexpected. There was a reason why there was TVMA. Uh, Man, it was crazy. Not a lot of people were talking about this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what he gets for... what, no, dreaming about looking at um, what's it, Umberto Creo all the time. Yeah, this wasn't true, by the way. We're no. just making a joke. Rolling crucifix pin attempt, hope spots from Jesse, spinning heel kick from Jesse, running rolling next slam from Bourne for the pin. This was big, whatever for me. Uh, really don't know where this is going after a good long stretch of seeing Bourne and Aaliyah. I mean, I guess it's just there to fill time, but well, I think they've officially made it apparent that uh, those WWE women's tag titles are not going back to NXT. Anytime soon. Oh, yeah, they really nipped that in the bud. Yeah, so the fact that they, they I think they were putting those two together, Aaliyah and, um, uh, what's her name? Sorry. Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne together to maybe face um, the Iconics or Bailey and Sasha. But now that that's completely nipped in the bud, maybe Raw and SmackDown, the tag titles will do, but that's about it. Main event, Street Profits versus Viking Raiders. Morrow asked, asked Street Profits what's inside the Red Cups, and with a schoolboy Q reference, he says, It's full of the num-num juice. Oh, Thanks, Morrow. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm down with it. Uh, tons of... Yo, Nigel, you ugly fuck. Tons of... Uh, Nigel McGinnis, you're not ugly. Tons of subscribers oh. roll-ups attempts by Ford. Dawkins and... Ivar do a tandem somersault. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm giving up on their names. Uh, uh, yeah. I, Ford does a frog splash on Ivar for a close two count. They did a lot of these quick spots where they're about to pin them. And if you, I had the misfortune or the knowledge of like looking at Spoilers. how much time. Oh yeah, yeah. There was. Yeah. And seeing the amount of time, I seriously prepared for them for do a quick pin, which they didn't, which was surprising for me. To me, in fact, the result of this really surprised me. Yeah. Forgotten Sons appear and ruin everything. Lorcan and Birch then appear to... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. They appear to ruin everything for the disqualification. Uh, yeah. Lorcan and Birch then appear to even things out, I guess. Ford goes on to the top rope, but gets grabbed by Roe, who lets out a Ned Flanders girl scream, which ah! made... Oh, every, I heard that, yeah. Which made everybody in full sail, like, lose their shit. And, you know, I did too. Dawkins make the save by setting Eric into an electric chair for a quick three count for the unofficial victory. Because, like, you know. No oh, so, yeah, he did that. He, he was like, that was a three count. Yeah. Uh, that was a fast three count. Uh, Raiders, they get mad, take it out on Lorcan and Birch and Forgotten Sons because they needed their heat back, brother. So they wanted to relinquish the titles at the end of the night. but So they laid the titles down at the end. Yeah, this was weird because they... So was it made official that they relinquished the titles and they're just because they so the end the, to end on the show they lay down the tag titles on the ground and they also bow to the hard saying team. goodbye yeah it could be saying goodbye to full sale and then they're gonna have a match at takeover 
I gotta say Maybe. though, there's I think a, that's the only logical thing to do. But a quick explanation. All I know is that the spoilers they they actually explain all okay, of this. We'll get there next week with a match. Okay, we'll get but, there. But uh, yeah, um, you know what I'm gonna say I'm not. I was not crazy about this NXT episode at all. You uh, know, it the, was it made the street profits a little bit more over. Yeah, yeah, but then did it really? Because just. It just ended on a it ended on a schmoz. They they have been having some good matches though with. Uh, I mean they're great. They're talented. The like Viking there's superstar Raiders. potential in them. It's just like this. Ep- like looking as a whole of this NXT episode. Uh, I'm just gonna give this a rare. You don't you don't have to watch this. Yeah. Like don't go. You don't have to go out of your way to watch a certain episode. Like yeah, there is some storyline threads that will obvious obviously um, sp- spill into next week maybe. Um, but yeah, I wasn't. It wasn't a not a great episode of NXT overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which hey, you can't well, compare you, you can't win them all. But if you compare it to like Raw. So who 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 do you who would you like out of all those teams right there, who do you want to see still or as the NXT tag team champions? I mean I think it's Street Profits time. I mean time either them or Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. But then they're I wanna see just like But then Danny Birch is on is on NXT UK and, and Oni Lorkin, Lorkin is two oh five. Is in two oh five, so they got other stuff playing for them. So That's Street true. Profits. It's their time be, unless yeah. they put it on Forgotten Sons. Which I mean, that's definitely a, a real thing possibility. They can do. I mean, they could do that and then have Street Profits go out to chase. They're like, yeah, do you like The Walking Dead? You don't, you know, the other characters, not not the main characters, not the zombies, but the other ones, that's the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, pretty much uh, the biker gang Daryl was in. I don't know. Or the Negan or whatever. whatever. I stopped watching after a while. Are we going to talk about Tom McGee real quick? Yeah. What do you want to say? What do you have about Tom McGee? Oh, <laughs> he looks like uh, Kenny Omega. Or the fact that they called him Mega Man back in the day, which I think is kind of funny. I so wonder. they, yeah. So Monday, after Monday Night Raw this week, they aired a whole, uh, this doc, a WWE Network aired a documentary called Holy Grail. The I forget the subtitle, but it's the Tom McGee Bret Hart match. And what I thought was really nice about this documentary, which was made by a guy named. Uh, it, it looks same, really good. No, no. So the documentary, like, it was the same guy who does the Joey Janela doc, uh, videos. Really? Yeah. Okay. His name is John Carlos something. Okay. Um, sorry, I can't. I just John Carlos Stanton. I'm kidding. Yeah, of uh, yeah, of Breaking Bad. Um, wait, break, wait, what? No, no John he, Carlos Stanton's a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Um, yeah. So pretty much, the we've discussed the story about Bret Hart, Tom McGee. Bret Hart, Tom McGee had a match, had a tryout match for Tom McGee. And then they had a match so earth-shatteringly great for Vince for one Vince McMahon that as soon as the match was over, they uh, Vince McMahon pretty much hailed Tom McGee as their next champion. Oh, that's my next he champion. He was pretty much going Send to my office. He was pretty much going to get the Ultimate Warrior spot when Ultimate Warrior won the title against Hulk Hogan back Out of in baby oil WrestleMania. But obviously that didn't work out because because one of the main takeaways from this documentary was mostly because. It was a. It wasn't much of a testament of how you know great Tom McGee is and how athletic and looked like a million bucks. But the it other was, way around. But the other way around of them not realizing the person they had in Bret Hart. Right. And so they had all the. To me, like the, this interview, like the the Bret Hart Tom McGee match is. I always I always is analogous to um to two people, Coca Mana and Dave Meltzer. These two people. Were the two guys that actually like brought this to forelight? Yeah, he pretty much. They pretty much just talked about this. Like Dave Meltzer has reported, he he claimed that he has it, 
Like for a long time, it's like, dude, uh, if you yeah. had it, then why isn't? Oh, this I've like had more? it this entire time. Like, shut yeah, yeah, Alter. Yeah, you no, heard you you heard that right? No, I didn't even hear yeah, that. No, he actually did say like I've had I've seen the match, I've heard the match, I have the match, and I'm like, then why did you freaking uh, reporter man? Uh, but Colcabana famously, when he was signed with WWE for a time, he famously asked for you, apparently you can like you know out, like ask for tapes of certain matches. Well, that was Tyson Kidd too. I guess did the yep. same thing. And uh, David Hart Smith. So yeah, they had. They had, but then the people. Oh, that was who were, David Hart Smith in that video. Yep, D. H. Smith. Oh wow. Um, so the people they had for the flubby. interview was uh, Sam Roberts, uh, T. J. Wilson, which is Tyson Kidd. Uh, man, what if they got Cash te- what if they got Teddy Hart to interview them <laughs> to get oh, an God, interview? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cash Sona was in it too. Yeah, and he was. I, I thought he was really good because he he genuinely came across just like some guy that was like in his basement watching tapes back in the day. Oh, of course. I mean, who was it? Smoking the reefer. And so. Uh, yeah, well, there's not much more to be said other than this was a tryout match, and I mean, they somehow they got Tom McGee. Oh, X Pac was in it too. Uh, Sean yeah, Lennon. this was kind of weird. I mean, yeah, he's like you would associate him like of that era, I guess. But this is 1986. He was I don't even probably think. just starting wrestling or yeah. just about to start wrestling too. Yeah. So, but he um, he was pretty good, and he he seemed really you yeah. know into the conversation. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, him and his dog. But then Tom McGee, they, and that was actually one of the main, that was pretty much the main event of this, uh, other than the match, was an actual interview from Tom McGee. He and looks drastically different. Of course, he's off the gas. Yeah. What more can I say? But Tom McGee looked, oh my God. He's a body, God. a former, okay, so the thing about Tom McGee, former bodybuilder, um, he was also world, he he was, there were claims that he, is, he won the World's Strongest Man competition. He, he was second place. He was second place? Yeah. And I think he has a background in karate. Karate. Judoka. Judo He has a martial arts background as well. And karate, so karate. they really hammered the fact that this guy, he has pretty much all the tools of what it takes to be a star within wrestling. But he walked away he, from that. No. Well, yes, he walked away from it, but he just also just couldn't work. And when I mean work, it's, you know, actually knowing the, the ins and outs of crafting a wrestling match. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> you know, like psychology, timing, uh, you need working. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Try yeah. to make things look real by, but still being fake at the same time. Which I think one of the this that's what I feel like what makes this story so great and compelling is not only because it's a match where it's it's been lost to time until now. It's yeah. also really hammers home how there's really nothing like professional wrestling where. You have to have all the skill. You need all the athletics. You need all the athleticism in the world. You need all the talent in the world, but you also have to have a very specific mind for it. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the because one of the main things, uh, main things that Bret Hart, you know, said on it, he says, uh, you know, um, you know, tell me your three best moves. Oh, you know, tell me your three best moves. You know, and uh, you're getting and, better and at I'm, it. I'm going to get him. Oh, I just watched the documentary, so it's it's a little lighter this time. You it's know, a, so what they try to so. I made sure that we you made know, the spacing right for his three best moves, which was a backflip. Don't ask any kick. questions. Don't ask any. Don't talk back to me. Just give me your best three moves. And his best three moves was a drop kick, a backflip, and another backflip. Yeah, and you could tell that, dude. Like uh, Tom McGee, he was. You watch like don't like you've watched. I've watched uh, certain other matches of Tom McGee. Like he has a match against Ricky Chosu. Which is an all Japan pro wrestling yeah. uh, legend, and he fucked up that finish so hard. 
He's a Hall of Famer. He kicks out of Choshu's finisher, I think, twice until like Choshu just got so mad that he just forcibly pinned. Is on Ricky him. Choshu the one that trained Anoki and? No. No, that's Ricky Dozan. That, oh, that's Ricky Dozan. Very, very different. much older. Different. Yeah. Very different gener- different yeah, yeah, generation. I get, I get my Rickies mixed up. Okay. Um, but, but what did you think of the match overall? I mean, it, was, it was a tryout match. But then knowing the co- – here's the thing. Like, again, the, this was this match was an audience of one, ultimately, and that was Vince McMahon. Yeah. And so knowing – like, and then it was very smart of them to do do- – like, just base a whole documentary of this and not just throw the match out there. Yeah. Because knowing the context, it made, this, it made the footage special, knowing and, the context of what you are seeing. Because, like – with um without knowing all that stuff like this is just a another like blatant like uh, tryout superstars match you know what really stuck out it wasn't Brett it wasn't Tom McGee it was Bobby Heenan oh my god i I've, I miss Bobby Heenan so freaking much on the microphone man just like him and Gorilla Monsoon going back and forth that was that was just <sighs> That's it just, was just great. They were in their prime 1986 just think about that wrestling in 1986 and you know also it was um it was really cool because, uh, <laughs> God, I forgot what I was going to say, but it was cool nonetheless. I really, oh, it's, oh, that's it's a gonna, cool thing. The fact that I, I thought the video was going to be just like handheld footage of this match or just footage, but no, they had commentary for it. It was actually a re- replays on it. This was a tell. Yeah, it was completely like produced to be on TV, but never shown on TV. So it was not because they didn't want to show show off Tom McGee because. It was a good match, but they didn't want to expose him. Yeah, but they they decided that after they produced all that, which I thought was really cool. So, so uh, that was a wrestling show and tell this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Wrestling show and tell. Are we gonna do another one next week? I think. Uh, what, what was it? What did I want to do? Oh yeah, uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Mercedes Martinez in a, a hour long iron or an hour and a half Iron Man match. You want to do it? No, I'm kidding. We'll figure it out. We'll put it out on Twitter. Follow us at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I think we should get out of here for the day, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. For City Wrestling Radio, for KCSF, I'm Corey Smith. He's Michael Vergara. And uh, I just just did it for you. Yeah, cause, i got to make these words count. Uh, I've said my fair share <coughs> of words today. Um, you know, me and Jose Osegueda will probably see you on Monday for the Money in the Bank review. If you want to come, Michael, we'll more than welcome. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Bye.